Bonobo Beginnings The effectiveness of sexual egalitarianism is confirmed by female bonobos who share many otherwise unique traits with humans and no other species. These sexual characteristics have direct, predictable social consequences. DeWall's research has demonstrated, for example, that the increased sexual receptivity of the female bonobo dramatically reduces male conflict. When compared with other primates whose females are significantly less sexually available, the abundance of sexual opportunity makes it less worthwhile for males to risk injury by fighting over any particular sexual opportunity. Since alliances among male chimps, for example, generally serve to keep competitors away from an ovulating female or to attain the high status that brings more mating opportunities to a given male, the principal motivation for these unruly gangs evaporates in the relaxing heat of Bonobos' plentiful sexual opportunity. These same dynamics apply to human groups. Aside from the social habits of man as he now exists, why presume the monogamous, pair-based model of human evolution currently favored would have been adaptive for early humans, but not for bonobos in the jungles of Central Africa? Unconstrained by cultural restrictions, the so-called continual responsiveness of the human female would fulfill the same function, provide plentiful sexual opportunity for males, thereby reducing conflict and allowing larger group sizes, more extensive cooperation, and greater security for all. As anthropologist Chris Knight puts it, quote, Whereas the basic primate pattern is to deliver a periodic yes signal against the background of continuous sexual no, humans and bonobos emit a periodic no signal against the background of continuous yes. Unquote. Here we have the same behavioral and physiological adaptation, unique to two very closely related primates. Yet many theorists insist the adaptation must have completely different origins and functions in each. Here's a circle of, in this figure, based on Dewal and Lanting, 1998, social effects of extended female sexual receptivity in bonobos, parentheses, in humans and in humans. Increased female receptivity, less male frustration and competition, reduced male alliances, obscured paternity, increased female bonding, female alliances dominate, less infanticide, more generalized paternal care. This increased social cohesion is, in fact, probably the most common explanation for the potent combination of extended receptivity 
and hidden ovulation found only in humans and bonobos. But most scientists seem to see only half of this logical connection, as in this abstract, quote, females who concealed ovulation were favored because the group in which they lived maintained a peaceful stability that facilitated monogamy, sharing, and cooperation. Unquote. It's clear how greater female sexual availability could increase sharing, cooperation, and peaceful stability, but why monogamy should be added to the list is a question that not only goes unanswered, but is almost never asked. Those Afro-anthropologists willing to acknowledge the realities of human sexuality see its social benefits clearly. Beckerman and Valentine point to the fact that per partable paternity diffuses potential conflicts between men, noting that such antagonisms tend to be unhelpful to a woman's long-term reproductive interest. interests. Anthropologist Thomas Greger reported 88 ongoing affairs among the 37 adults in the Menihenaku village he studied in Brazil. In his opinion, extramarital relationships, quote, contribute to village cohesion by consolidating relationships between persons of different clans and promoting enduring relationships based on mutual affection. Unquote. He found that many lovers are very fond of one another and regard separation as a privation to avoid. Rather than risk overwhelming you with dozens more examples of this community-building conflict-reducing human sexuality, we'll conclude with just one more. Anthropologist William and Jean Crocker visited and studied the Canela people, also, also of the Brazilian Amazon region, for more than three decades beginning in the late 1950s, they explain, quote, it is difficult for members of a modern individualistic society to imagine the extent to which the Canela saw the group and the tribe as more important than the individual. Generosity and sharing was the ideal, while withholding was a social evil. Sharing possessions brought esteem. Sharing one's body was a direct corollary. Desiring control over one's goods and self was a form of stinginess. In this context, it is easy, easy to understand why women chose to please men and why men chose to please women who expressed strong sexual needs. No one was so self-important that satisfying a fellow tribesman was less gratifying than personal gain. Unquote. Recognized as a way to build and maintain a network of mutually beneficial relationships, non-reproductive sex no longer requires special explanations. Homosexuality, for example, becomes far less confusing in that it is, as E.O. Wilson has written, quote, above all, a form of bonding consistent with the greater part of heterosexual behavior as a device that cements relationships. Unquote.
Paternity certainty, far from being the universal and overriding obsession of all men everywhere and always, as the standard narrative insists, was likely a non-issue to men who lived before agriculture and resulting concerns with passing property through lines of paternal descent.